afternoon. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maya Kerwin. The top stories. The education sector lawmaker voices concerns after changes to curriculum guidelines over patriotism. MTR chiefs play down safety fears over a pool of standing water on the express rail link. And the health secretary warns of the need for vigilance despite a drop in dengue cases. The education sector lawmaker Ip Kin Yeun says patriotism cannot be forced and it was unnecessary for for officials to remove a phrase about it from the revised secondary education curriculum. The deleted phrase stated that it's inappropriate for schools to impose national sentiment on pupils. Instead, in the section on national identity published yesterday, officials added that Hong Kong is an inseparable part of China and stressed the the benefits of understanding the basic law and the country. Mr Ip said he will be closely monitoring the situation. This is something the government seems to be, they are uh, deliberately uh, doing so. Uh, And I think, well, this is inappropriate because, no, I think the statement is still valid. Our affection towards the nation or any other things is cannot be forced. Uh, is you know come from a very natural in a natural manner. So I think well, uh, there is no point that the government deleted. Mr. Ip also said removing the phrase could have a knock-on effect for students. I don't think there would be a direct uh, influence on the teachers and students because, you know, uh, it will be translated into textbook first and then the school uh, teachers and students might have indirect, uh, you know, uh, they will be indirectly influenced. So uh, uh, I don't think there will be a direct impact. So so we will observe uh, what's going to happen in, uh, in the coming future. The MTR Corporation has played down the pooling of water found near the high-speed rail Shek Tong Depot. Operations Director Adi Lau confirmed a large pool had formed in an open section of the rail following the past few days' heavy rain. But he said warning systems did its job and workers were called in to deal with the situation. However, Mr Lau said officials will properly look into the matter. Meanwhile, the express rail terminus in West Kowloon has opened for viewing by the public today and tomorrow. But people can't visit the areas that will be controlled by the mainland, which include the platforms. The $84.4 billion line will open on the 23rd of this month. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says mosquito control measures will not be affected by a drop in reports of dengue fever in the past week. The outbreak has seen 28 locally acquired cases since the middle of last month. Health authorities have identified Lion Rock Park in Wok Tai Sin and Cheng Chao as the sources of the mosquito-borne disease. Here's Professor Chan. Heavy rain always uh, pose challenges in terms of mosquito control work. In the past week, uh, we have noticed uh, less confirmed cases. But on the other hand, we are also very vigilant uh, in terms of the entire uh, situation. So we hadn't sort of slowed down the situation. And we do not rule out uh, that there may be uh, uh, individual cases, uh, you know, coming up uh, in the future. The health chief said an extra additional $4 billion has been allocated for more mosquito control measures. 
Palestinian officials have condemned the United States' decision to halt all funding for UNWRA, the UN agency that supports Palestinian refugees. It comes amid pleas for other countries to make up the difference to ensure the continued provision of aid, education and health care to five million people. The BBC's Paddy Maguire reports. The Palestinian response has been stark. A spokesman for President Mahmoud Abbas described the decision as a flagrant assault on his people and said ending the funding was a punishment. A spokesman for UNRWA defended the agency in a series of tweets, rejecting the US assessment that it is a financial sinkhole whose model just doesn't work. The decision means the US will hold back more than $300 million that had been promised for this year. Tensions between Washington and the Palestinian leadership have continued to heighten in the months since President Trump decided to move the US embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five past one. The Canadian Foreign Minister, Christia Freeland, says she's hopeful a trade deal with the United States and Mexico can be concluded when talks resume next week. Speaking after the negotiations were suspended for the weekend, Ms Freeland said a deal to benefit all three countries was within reach. We're continuing to work very hard and we are making progress. We're not there yet. As we've said from the outset, our objective in these talks is to update and modernize NAFTA in a way that is good for Canadians, good for Americans and good for Mexicans. President Trump has said he will sign a successor treaty to NAFTA with just Mexico if Canada does not come on board. The outstanding issues are reported to include the future of a trade dispute system and the US access to the protected Canadian dairy market. The British government is reported to be screening the tax affairs of prominent figures and not awarding honours to those using tax avoidance schemes. According to the Times, the British Tax Office, known as HMRC, uses a rating system for nominees' tax affairs to prevent damage to the government's reputation. The BBC's Susanna Mendoza reports. The documents suggest high-profile celebrities may have been overlooked for honours because of their tax practices. Last year, leaked emails appeared to reveal David Beckham's frustration at missing out on a knighthood. He was one of a number of celebrities who invested in a tax avoidance scheme which was successfully challenged by HMRC. A spokesperson for the Cabinet Office said it was a long-standing policy that government departments like HMRC are invited to contribute to the honours nomination process to protect the system's integrity. Californian officials have confirmed that a self-driving car operated by Apple was involved in a minor collision a week ago. Nobody was hurt in the incident. The BBC's Dave Lee reports from San Francisco. Apple has been testing more than 50 self-driving cars in California and this is the first time one of them has been involved in a collision. It comes at a time when the entire self-driving industry is becoming frustrated at overcoming the unpredictability of human drivers on the road. The Apple car was struck from behind as it tried to merge with traffic. Those who live in towns where self-driving cars are being tested say the computers are far too cautious and often stop when a human might go. Sports now, and with a look ahead at this weekend's Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. 
Four teams are going into the fourth match day of this Premier League season with a 100% record, and two of them meet at Vicarage Road. Tottenham travel to Watford, the team surprising the pundits so far in 2018-2019. Watford have beaten Brighton, Burnley and Crystal Palace to pick up nine points out of nine. But of course, Spurs will provide a much sterner test off the back of their 3-0 win over Manchester United at Old Trafford. The two other teams with 100% records are Liverpool and Chelsea. So can they maintain their winning starts? Liverpool have a tough trip to Leicester City, who have won their last two Premier League matches against Wolves and Southampton. Chelsea are at home against another side that has made a great start. Bournemouth are on seven points after wins over Cardiff and West Ham, as well as a 2-2 draw v Everton after making a comeback from 2-0 down. Elsewhere, the pressure is mounting on Manchester United boss Jose Mourinho. After defeats to Brighton and Tottenham, a third loss in a row v Burnley would be unthinkable. Burnley only have one point from three games and they crashed out of the Europa League playoffs on Thursday, so their confidence will also be low. Meanwhile, West Ham will be hoping to pick up their first points of the season when they face Wolves at home. Champions Manchester City are at home to Newcastle. Arsenal visit Cardiff City. And lastly, thousands of mourners have attended the funeral of soul singer Aretha Franklin at Detroit's Greater Grace Temple. Dignitaries, friends and family of the Queen of Soul, who died from cancer earlier this month, spent six months hearing sermons, reflections and tributes to her musical career and her part in the civil rights movement. Former President Bill Clinton told the congregation that Aretha Franklin had been the voice of a generation. The secret of her greatness was she took this massive talent and this perfect culture that raised her and decided to be the composer of her own life song. (laughs) What a song it turned out to be. To end the news, the top stories again. The education sector lawmaker voices concerns after changes to curriculum guidelines over patriotism. MTR chiefs play down safety fears over a pool of standing water on the express rail link and the health secretary warns of the need for vigilance despite a drop in dengue cases. And that's the news from RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have a new selection of hot new hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. From the Middle East to South America, Europe, East and West, the Caribbean to North America and more. And as always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. He is from Rome, where the belly button of the world. And we'll hopefully be having some new hits from him as well. We start off with something new from Spain. A duet between Ana Guerra and Juan Magan. Ana Guerra is uh, brand new to the charts. She's 24 years old. She has been performing since she was eight. (laughs) But uh, she came to fame with the TV reality series in Spain called Operación Triunfo. Operation Triumph, is that with Translate? And she went on from strength to strength and even represented Spain at the Eurovision Song Contest with the track El Remedio, The Remedy. She also sang a duet with Aitana called Lo Malo, which actually 
did much better. Came third. Meanwhile, she's back on the charts with Juan Magan. His full name is Juan Manuel Magan González, a Spanish producer, singer, remixer, DJ of extraordinary international fame. And they're together on this track called Nila Hora. Not the time. Anna Guerra, Juan Magan. Hey! 